Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. This is episode 11 of season 2. I got Rush, Caden, and Logan back here with me again. Shout out to Brady, he's been busy, he just had prom last night. Uh, he's normally on sound, but he's with us in spirit. But uh, just, I wanted to have like a little quick uh, USFL season 2 preview episode because the season starts in 8 days and it's kind of a big deal for an alternative league like of this size to actually get a season two um and even to just go through a championship game that's a massive feat but there's been changes along the way through this offseason for the league and uh i obviously talked about the usfl in the usfl season recap season one recap episode if you guys haven't listened to that went in depth on so many stat lines and some of the team stories and the storylines of that season but a lot of really good returning players that uh, are just going to flash, show great things on screen and in the bigger moments. And hopefully we get to see another Cavante Turpin-esque player come out of the USFL. I mean, we saw what the MVP of the USFL was able to do, and not only in the USFL, but in his first year in the NFL, he was an all-pro kick returner. First team all-pro. First team all-pro. And they're gonna. He got signed to a three-year deal. I don't know how big it is, but it's probably not that big. But he's getting utilized in the Dallas Cowboys when he. <laughs> he said in the uh, USFL. He said he's given the, the Dallas Cowboys no like no other chance. But he's gonna he's gonna play on on the on an offense this next season. He's he's gonna make it happen. I'm I'm so excited for that. If they do truly use him as a slot receiver or just someone to take jet sweeps. Bro, if you get Cavante Turpin in open field, like, I fucking hate the Cowboys. I'm not gonna lie, I hate the Cowboys. But I support Cavante. Yes, I do too. And I, I know what he can do. In open field, I don't care who you are. This man will shake you. <laughs> he will. Also, if you put one hand on him, he's just gonna fall down. Yeah. He weighs so... He weighs so light. Like 60 pounds. He's so light. But he's quick. He is very he's, quick. He's, he's got that, he can that upside any, to him. He can burn any defensive player in the NFL. He's oh, yeah. Like a, uh, 100%. He's kind of like a Deontay Hardy. It's kind of like a similar comp mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. I forgot where he just signed, but I know he's on the Saints for a while, but I know he just signed somewhere else. But it's a pretty good comp. Smaller return guy, fast. It's a pretty good comp for him. But he's still on the Cowboys, right, Cavante? Yeah. Yeah. Two more years on this deal. Nice. So, yeah, hopefully he sticks around and keeps producing for them. Hopefully. I, I think it's only... Nothing but better. Like, I think he'll get an actual touchdown, kick return touchdown. Yeah. He's going to put some weight on in an offseason with an NFL team. He had a punt return I mean, touchdown, kick return touchdown, same game of preseason. Yeah. I mean, that just shows you what he can do and if he has a chance. But a shout-out to Riz Ahmed, a kicker that played for the Maulers, who in the final, I think, four or five weeks was actually the starting kicker for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I was going to say short so, shout-out to him as well. He did great things. He actually... Made the longest field goal in the USFL last year. I think it was like 66 yards. So, they, I mean, they had to give him a shot, you know. It was, it was a massively long field goal because the Maulers couldn't score a touchdown last year. But, Caden, um, who are you most excited for in Season 2? I mean, there's some yeah. big names coming back. If you've been listening to this show, you know I'm a massive Case Cookers fan. And I'm just a big Philadelphia Stars fan in general. And when he absolutely shattered his leg in that championship game. I know it's not very funny, but just like saying it that way kind of makes it sound funny. But um, he had he had his moments in the, in the, in the NFL with that uh, with, with his little short stint in the practice squad with not only the, the Rams, but the, the 49ers. I truly do believe 
if he was elevated before that 49ers game against the played, Eagles, sure. he would have played. Yeah. He would have played in an yeah. NFC championship. They had no game. quarterback, so they, they had no had anybody quarterback. Yeah. He would have legitimately would have had to play. Yeah. Can I say one thing? You look back on his college tape, nothing looks good. No, no. <laughs> nothing. Watched them. And it's good. don't get me wrong, it's because his team sucks. His team was not. But we good. didn't see any highlights. But though. those no. weren't even highlights. But let me just say this. Like not only was he like genuinely twenty five pounds lighter in college, like yeah. he legit looks like Big Ben out there that he can was still run. Running, though. He oh was yeah, still dude, running, though. very agile for his size, bro. And he was just a fun player to watch. You know who he reminds me of? Shout out to Brett Deeds. But whenever I watch him, he just reminds <laughs> he me of remind Brett Deeds. You know, Same God throw puts, it, puts it all in the line every Same play just to motion. get that yard. That's what you want, though. No, you do. I He's remember a watching Brett Deeds, and it was at the time where he was probably the best, probably the best, he was, he was definitely the best quarterback in that in the, in AFL, the AFL at that yeah. time. And at that time, I think he was having the best quarterback season of all time for AFL. And we went to almost every single home game that season. Oh, we did. And press box, dude. Every time. I don't remember a bunch of it because I was so tiny, but I do remember him fucking cutting up defenses, legitimately lighting up defenses. The one it was like forty-five to fifty to zero. See that football over there? Obviously, the viewers can't see it, but I've had this football in that box. I still have a game day ticket signed by Brett Dietz behind that football, and the football is still signed from him. He handed me that. I was like maybe you know, fucking yeah. seven, eight years old, bro. He just destroyed. I think it was the Orlando Predators or something. Some garbage team. We always destroyed teams. I we, were we used to kill the Philadelphia Soul all the time. That, that was a team that was arena football, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. AFL, yeah. yeah uh, that was the. You who owned? I'm pretty sure Mick Jagger owned uh, the Soul. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That's funny. I think but so. Going back to. The USFL, um, obviously, Case Cookus, if you watched the championship game last year, if he didn't get injured, they probably would have won. KJ comes in, and, you know, KJ Costello. He, KJ Costello. The, the first throw he throws, it sails. It's a check down, and it sails right into a linebacker's lap, and uh, that's a pick six. Uh, that, that changed the game, and granted, he didn't shy away. He had to go in for another drive. Normally, a guy would look like shit just through the game. It's two-possession game with, like, I mean, three minutes left. He needs no a drive. They had no choice. The starting quarterback. Yeah, no, like, but, I mean, at that point, like, you would see him, I, I don't know, less confident. But he actually led a nice, like, 80-yard drive and had a nice fucking, you know, little seam touchdown pass where he was had, pr- had pressure in his face. And he's back as well as a quarterback, too, and bad league. And then, bad I remember league. we stopped him and forced, I think it forced him to punt or they, or they missed a field goal. And I think it was maybe the worst quarterbacking decision I've ever seen on the big screen, where he had a wide open check down, and a dude who was going on, I believe it was um, a fly or a comeback, who had triple coverage. Instead of throwing it to the clear first down, that was the check down, he decides to look to the left, bomb it into triple coverage. That's KJ Costello. <laughs> KJ Costello. I'm, you know, I'm glad he's back. You know. It's Two something. stars? Yeah, he's oh. quarterback two. Vad Lee's quarterback three. Yeah. Shout out to Vad Lee, though. He went to the CFL, didn't work out. Um, did some broadcasting gigs uh, over the offseason. I didn't know if he was committed to coming back to even playing football, to tell you the truth, after he got let go from uh, the St. Peter's, I believe, in Canada. No. Um, yeah, it was the St. Peter's. And the stars were like, oh, we can't. Yeah, that's a, cor- that's a good quarterback out there that, you know, that not, you know, not 
you know, NFL good, but that's a good quarterback you can plug and play into, a, you know, a, a team if you're trying to field a fucking team. I'm surprised, you know. I'm surprised that uh, like he can step up and make a good throw. He has a yeah. good throw to him. Surprised so Slaughter and Scott haven't been picked up yet. I imagine Slaughter. I, I'm actually shocked. I, we would have heard that because roster sizes as of tomorrow night at midnight will be down to 50 on each USFL team training camp is over. They've been doing joint practices and preseason matchups right now. And let me just say, it looks good out there. Channing's dribbling, eight picks in fucking 11 game, uh, 12 games last year. He's back for the Stars. The Stars are loaded. The Stars are loaded. But um, another team that I know Logan, just based on the uh, uniforms, was actually very into, well, two um, that I'd like to talk about. The Houston Gamblers to start with. I'm so excited for Kenji Bahar. He's the quarterback number 11. Only played three games last year. They won all three. Really? Yes. Um, Including against the best team in the league, they, the Stallions. Yes. They, uh, they, they, they knocked the them off. They were 9 0. They were 9 0 going into the that Kenji game. Bahara. And he, he, doesn't have a, he doesn't have a pretty throw. He's not accurate, but he's a cannon. Like, if you want a guy to throw 60 yards and maybe hit his target, like, that's Kenji Bahara. And I, I, I do want you to definitely pay attention because they are playing opening day. Plays for who? The Houston Gamblers, okay. and you, oh, you yeah, appreciated yeah. their uniforms. I did. Yeah, I love um, uniforms. And then the other team you appreciated the uniforms of was the New York, Gen- uh, the New Jersey Generals, excuse me. And a quarterback I'm very, very enthusiastic to see uh, play in season two. He played in season one, and they were the best team in uh, the second best team in the North. Um, DeAndre Johnson, number one. He's a uh, Dual threat quarterback. He can run really well. Lost Luis Perez as the. They did lose Luis Perez as the thrower because they did run a two QB setup, which who, worked. Who did they get in return? They got Kyle Laletta. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, bro. The the shit he's been put the tape he's been putting up in practice. That man has wheels too. He does have wheels. I I don't understand it, but I, I he did tear a guy's ACL in a preseason game. Logan showed me that yeah, that video. Yeah. Um, it was the. Weirdest. I mean, I don't know how he, it was a it slow was, juke. And he he somehow shook the whole team. He was the jankiest juke of all time. But he's going to be the thrower, I imagine, because Mike Riley knows what he's doing. He's a yeah. good coach, and I trust his system. He has his grandson out there at every practice, uh, playing around with the with the football players. You know, going through drills with them. But we and know who's the best head coach, starting quarterback duo. Who? Bart Andrews. In case Shout out to Bart Andrus, absolutely. They got they got a good team. They got they got something cooking there, literally. I see what you did. Um, but and I enjoy it. I you enjoy can't it. sleep on the champions. I mean, Jamar Smith, Alex Magoo. They they have a two QB setup as well. Both those guys can throw. Alex Magoo literally lined up at wide receiver some games, and they were throwing. He's wearing number twenty two at quarterback this year. He switched like it up. That's fucking cool. But. What do you think about DeAndre Johnson? I know you haven't probably seen much tape on him, but based on what I said, he's a really good runner. He has a good arm, but he's like, he's honestly... Is it Deontay or DeAndre? No, it's DeAndre Johnson. And I don't know what his like comp would be. Like Tyler Huntley, mm-hmm. maybe, but honestly better with decision-making, in my opinion. He didn't throw many picks. He had like eight or seven touchdowns and like two picks. Not bad, you know? It's uh, over 732 passing yards, but he was a rusher. Luis Perez had 1,200 passing yards. That was a good, that was a good little offense they had going last year. I'm excited to see them uh, take fruition of the season two, second year with a system in place, their own practice facility. Teams are traveling now. 
There's gonna, I don't know if people have been paying attention to ticket sales, but there's gonna be crowds there this year. $10 tickets, people are fucking with it. So, I mean, I'm excited, especially for the generals, but what do you think about, obviously there's uniforms you love, but mm-hmm. right, what are your expectations for them? I mean, you know, I'm just excited to, like I said, I'm not very educated on the USFL. They weren't that good last year, right, the gamblers? No, they were, uh, the gamblers know they were three and seven, but the uh, generals were nine and one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't really know much but, you know, I'm just excited to see some football in spring. I mean, the XFL has been severely underwhelming. I know we've kind of talked about that on previous episodes. But I just, I'm excited to see some continuity, um, honestly. It's, you know, there's been so many leagues past couple seasons. You know, the XFL's uh, previous stint, I'm sorry, what, five years ago? 2020, okay. Yeah, and just... This it, is its it third try. Always seems to fall through. And you know, we've had arena football leagues fall through. It's just... Well, that comes and goes yeah. now. But I, I'm just excited to see serious football and, and just continuity. and. That's what it is, though. Yeah. And I think you know that just based on what we've talked about so And far. it seems like there's a, a lot of people, like a lot of friends I talk to, that, you know, obviously, you know, we're all NFL fans. Like, at the end of the day, we don't we don't care as much about the USFL, but a lot I, of my friends... I, I personally do. do. Yeah, but like, um, like, a lot of my friends, like, they're like, oh, yeah, I'll tune in, why not? And, you know, it's a lot like it's growing like it's I, I will say this it's catching like, a lot more eyes like we, we go we want to uh, excuse me we go out to eat at restaurants and they're playing the xfl games on the tv yeah so it, it's it's growing so I'm, I'm excited to see that i'm excited to see some more uh continuity and you know a serious spring league um that's here to stay yeah know? and i think if we see this season go throughout and complete another championship game i think that's a testament to the league's foundation mm-hmm. And I think we should genuinely take it seriously mm-hmm. if you haven't already. I, I Honestly, after the first season, it went through its rough patch the first four weeks, as any league as would. Any league would yeah. But genuinely, it was, like, me personally, after watching every USFL game from season one and then tuning into these XFL games, it's completely different. The vibe's weird. In the USFL, it feels like a traditional pro game. Like, the, there's two feet inbounds when you catch. There's they added some cool point additions, three point try from the ten, two from the five, and then you can go for one point tries instead of field goals if you don't trust your uh, your kicker, which that was a problem last year was kicking. Um, but now they they kind of added uh, not added, but in the first season the possession play yeah. instead of kicking off for, yeah. fourth and twenty five, which actually one did work last year, and then the XFL I don't like the kickoff. The kickoff is the same as the NFL in the USFLs. I just appreciate how it's taking the best from the NFL, but also making something new with additional rule changes, different additions to the game itself with additional, like, you have a chance to score more points, you know? And I think that adds an excitement layer to it that you have a chance to see the offense out there on the field way more than you would, you know, maybe in an NFL game when the team's getting shut out. Yeah. When it's like like slow, methodical drives by fucking Tom Brady running eight-minute drives, and then you get to see fucking... Philip Rivers get on the field three times in in a whole game. Like I, I'm not saying that happened. I'm, I'm sure that's impossible. But you know, you know what I'm saying. Like you actually get a chance to see points scored fast, yeah. as well as a chance to see uh, teams come back from from deficits and make games interesting. XFL has a lot of that as well. Yeah, but it wasn't. It's not as consistent. I've noticed that. I've noticed a lot of comebacks though, and they also have the three point chance. Like, you, you get to see the offense a lot in the XFL. A lot. Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, you saw that in the USFL as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just yeah. feel like, because this three-point thing, I don't know if it was in two point, XFL 2.0 in 2020, but I feel like a lot of these cool 
changes did kind of originate with the XFL. And I'd like to also shout out former Dallas Cowboys fullback, fullback Daryl Johnston. He was the VP of the USFL last year. Um, he just got promoted to the president of the USFL a couple of days ago. So a former NFL player, former football guy, running the show. And you got to appreciate that from Fox. I think they're, I think they're doing things right there. But Rush, we haven't heard much from you yet. I know you probably don't know much about the USFL. I've talked about it a couple times. I think I've sh we've showed you some highlights here and there. Mm -hmm. um, what are you looking for forward to and maybe tuning into a game this year if you haven't already? Like a full game. What are you going to expect? Um, just a lot of... I'm just really excited for mainly the, I guess you would say, fast-pacedness of it. Uh, I respect that. Especially with, like you said, how long it takes sometimes with some teams, how they just throw out that methodical drive, but this one you have to be really quick about it. You, you do, to stay in the game, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But like, I know the Tampa Bay Bandits aren't in this season, I've already explained yeah. this to our viewers in a previous episode, you already know the situation as well, they're mm -hmm. taking a little hiatus season. I hope they come back. I no, really they, I think they will because of the patents coming out about the team additions, but Rush. That's true, yeah. Um, what is the team you're potentially going to be looking at as maybe your team I this year? Caden um, has the team list with some, some uh, logos and uniforms. maybe the uniforms as well. But based on location, the closest one would be New Orleans due to we're, we're around the Bay Area, Tampa Bay. Shout out Tampa Bay. And I also... While Rush is looking at the team uniforms, I'd like to take this brief interval to shout out not only our viewers in Brussels, but, you know, we also did get a little more viewership yesterday in Nigeria. Nice. I'm not going to, like, a Nigeria. second city. I'm not going to try and butcher Saluja again. I think that's how it's, I think that's how it's pronounced. But shout out to Lagos. If you're in Lagos tuning in, we hear you and we appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Or, or my lady, you know, who knows? But that's fire. I was looking at our analytics and I was like, another one in Niger another person in Nigeria is that's listening? Cool. That's fucking cool, man. I thought that was awesome. But shout out to everyone tuning in and listening. We genuinely uh, appreciate the support. But Rush, you had time to look at the uniforms and stuff? I haven't showed any uh, the helmets yet. Okay. It's definitely. These, it's important to definitely like feel out what the team looks like. Well, I'm not really looking at the uh, breakers. I was blue and white. Yeah, their their yeah, mascot that, is named Dave the Wave. Oh, Literally, okay. I think you told me about him. Yes, he's a G, bro. But yeah. they're cool. I like their uniforms. Their quarterback is going to be uh, either Davis Cheek, um, Joseph Bethel. Uh, I think I think it's Joseph Justin Bethel. It's Bethel Thompson. McCloyd Bethel Thompson from the CFL and Akil Glass, who I me personally I've already discussed this. With you guys off off of the mic here, but I think he's the dark runner for like the next Cavante Turpin. I think he could legitimately be a backup quarterback in the NFL. Went to Alabama A and M, had decent competition, but he literally looks like a, a in my opinion. Go watch his tape, everyone. He looks like a Dollar General Patrick Mahomes, and that is not like any slight, <laughs> but like he moves around in the pocket like him. He's even got the same build as him. It's just I want to see him thrive in that system, but. Rush, what drew you to the breakers other than the uniforms? I mean, Kyle Slaughter was their quarterback last year. I know you've heard me talk about him. They had an explosive offense. Last he did. He, he, he led in touchdown passes. Super explosive offense. So what are you expecting out of them this year? Do you want to 
maybe see them in action? Are you gonna potentially tune into a game for sure? Or Do some big physical yeah, type of thing? I will. I, I will definitely tune into a game for them, especially since like I just chose them. I mean, the bandits aren't gonna be in this year, so I at least gotta support this. Uh, only so like I like I said somehow. Genuinely pay attention to Akil Glass if he's starting under center, the mm-hmm. quarterback position. Okay. He's nasty. But the only bad thing about uh, cheering for the Breakers is because they're, they're a New Orleans team, right? And if you're a Tampa team, like like the Buccaneers, our biggest rival is the Saints. Mm-hmm. And New Orleans Saints. Yeah. So it's like the Breakers of the New Orleans Saints. But no, but that's actually kind of cool the, that you... Hate no, you should, but yeah, it's also cool that you like vibe with them off rip. Yeah. yeah. But I'd also like to point out they also have Cavante Diggs or Quandre Quandre Diggs. Diggs on their team. No, Quandre Quandre Diggs. Diggs. Quandre Diggs. Yeah. no they have a Diggs relative on their team. Maybe, yeah. No, I'm I'm, I, I, I I'm dead ass. Yeah, Quandre, Quandre Diggs. Diggs. Yeah. He's pl- he plays a uh, corner, He's... I think, for the Breakers. He played last year. Quandre used to play for the Lions. He did used to play for the Lions. Yeah. Not not okay, so it wasn't Quandre. It might be Cavante or something. Uh-huh. I'm not sure, but if there is a Diggs relative that yeah. plays for them. Um, I can't really name the running back. I don't think that he's back. It's unfortunate. Ellis? Uh, Jordan Ellis? Yeah. Ellis? I don't think he's back. Oh. I don't think sure? he's back for season two, bro. Mm-hmm. And if he was, I, I think he was in the first couple rounds of cuts, um, which have been happening as of late. But genuinely, he's a good running back. He, he was, but he just probably didn't. Translate well with a new head coach. Because they also there's four teams with new head coaches. Yeah, Rush, one of your quarterback, uh, one of your quarterback options is what a three-time, three-time champion, three-time Great Cup winner, and McCloy Bethel Thompson. He's a he's he's got a fucking great beard. He looks like a fucking like a wilderness beast. So (laughs) in a CFL Canadian Football League, like the equivalent to the Super Bowl is a Great Cup. Cup. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's, he's a three-time three winner. Three oh, time he's he's won three Super Bowls, basically, in his, in his, in his, in his country. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's from Canada, but I think he like in, went in, up in there. To, and he won three pretty much Super Bowl equivalents, like Caden said, in Canada, which is pretty awesome. Championship. And if you actually look up, you, you remember who Chad Ochocinco was. He actually said, yeah. if, when I went to the CFL to play, there were some dogs up there. Yeah. Like, he's, he legit he's said, like, why, aren't you in the why aren't you up there? Like, why aren't you down there? Why aren't you down south of the border? But there's only 1,500 slots for guys, bro. Yeah. Only 1,500 guys can be at the peak of... The, the pinnacle of competition. Like, when you actually think about it, it is fucking crazy that there's so few NFL teams that, like, siphons so... Like, the best of the best. There are some you know? problems in the NFL, though. There are, but that just shows you that... No one, like, there are good talent... Like, we think there's good talent out there, but when, you know, they get pulled into a, a training facility, they don't measure up. Even to those bums we talk about. Like, imagine, um, like, imagine fucking Derrick Henry in the USFL. He'd be a monster. Like, oh, speaking of tackle. Speaking of, no, no, but speaking of the Derrick Henry of the USFL, pretty much, Bo Scarborough. Bo Scarborough. Like, and that's probably, like, you probably laugh when you hear that, bro, like Logan just did, but that man. Genuinely was a beast last year. He's the equivalent of former, former Alabama running back. Former Detroit Lion. Former, D- former Detroit Lion. Former uh, Packer, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I think it was just a short stint with the Lions. Yeah, but so. uh, genuinely, a, a, when he was when he got the ball, it was, it was to the house or 40 yards. And with that being said, before this episode, I guess, uh, 
gets a little out of hand. <laughs> Rush and I are definitely going to be taking a shot real quick. And I just want my viewers to know that we're on the same same wavelength. They're both you. of age as well. Yes, we're both 21. Like I, That's not even a discussion. It doesn't need to be. Can't do I need to like fucking post a picture of my driver's license or something? <laughs> hey, you steal my identity, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, do me a favor and uh, post your credit card number and also your uh, social security number. Oh no, I got you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. On, on IG, yeah, yeah. on Facebook, everywhere, bro. Yeah, so, so you played for the Cowboys, the Seahawks, the Lions, and the Raiders. Okay. But shout out to Bo Scarborough because Jen, Kate, you remember him playing? What were your thoughts on Bo? He was a beast. Remember the first game? The gas tank was so low, bro. It was so no low, stamina. no stamina. But he was just stumbling around, bumping Man. off of people. Dude, remember <laughs> the first game when he came in, the announcer was literally like, Bo Scarborough's big rumbling, bone. tumbling down yeah. the sideline. He bone. can't be tackled and he fucking scores. It was fucking so awesome, bro. Right. He and he was walking. living, bro. He's just like walking He's with literally the ball, walking. bouncing <laughs> off of people, going they, for like 50 yards. <laughs> they couldn't. He's too big. He's just too fucking big bro and he's, his stiff arm is like you're running into a brick wall he's carrying like three middle he's carrying like the both of the middle linebackers on his back a corner just whiffs on purpose because they don't want to tackle that bro but Honestly, genuinely it's one of those things where you just that that's awesome to see because mm -hmm. me personally the play was sick but what was even more sick was like watching the man actually like in the end zone i mean granted during the regular season there wasn't much of a live audience in season one um but one, one hub, right? Yeah, it was one hub and beat in Birmingham, and then the playoffs was in Canton, and then they played the championship in Hall of Fame. It, it just had to be done for money purposes. It was a smart build. It was. But in my personal opinion, bro, not like you can shit on the play, like, oh, that guy was washed, bro. He was shit. He wouldn't do anything in the NFL. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are gonna say off rip if this is their first time watching. It's not the NFL. It's not. But this is what you. Like, this is what I love. Watching these guys that, you know, maybe not, maybe probably still will fun. never make it. They're still falling through with their passion. They, this is what they love, bro. And Getting paid to do Coach it. Horton, the, dream of. The, new, the new coach of the Maulers, he was like, there's a great video on Twitter, but it's just a social media post from one of their, you know, team members. And this coach was like, there was a huddle and he's like, you see those kids over there playing football? It's like, look at that. Look at that. Don't lose that. You remember when you guys were out there playing in the mud, the clay, the sand, wherever you're from? You're getting paid for this shit now. Don't lose sight of that. Don't lose that. And it, like, that shit hit different because that's what it was about. When watching Bo celebrate, you know, when he was a washed NFL running back, everyone wrote him never, off. He never really any, got a chance. Any, 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 dude, any, was the best running back potentially in the USFL. Won a championship. Still, he's living out his dream. He is. He's still playing ball. And that's, yeah, and that's the sure, world. Sure, it's not the NFL, but he's getting paid to play football. And, and that's what you dream as a kid. Honestly, Rush, let's let's take a shot yeah. for Bo Scarborough. Right, right the now. USFL. For the USFL as well. For a successful season two kickoff, Rush. Tonight's be beverage is what we consider pussy pink Whitney. <laughs> we are bitches for drinking this, but I don't drink pink Whitney. I I hate alcohol. Me as well. So like genuinely, this is the only alcohol I can like. I stand because not only, but if I'm drinking, I'd rather drink this because it tastes like lemonade to me. <laughs> so I guess if you're gonna get drunk, then just get drunk off lemonade, right? Yeah. I, I don't really drink that often, but. When I do, I mean, I really don't drink at all, to be honest. Every once in a while, it's, maybe, it's like, I don't know, 
Last time I drank it was Ciroc. Sometimes I'll have a, you know, some, some beers, but I, I don't really You're drink. a beer drinker? Potentially. You're an American. It might be in the cards. It might be in the cards. Do we car. need to get you a Bud Light? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get me a Bud Light. Right. A Bud Light. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Like... Okay, we're not actually sponsored by them, by anybody. <laughs> but get me a Bud Light. But get this man a fucking Bud Light. The one with the new can on it. You know what I'm talking about. Yo, get me a Bud Light. We're, we're not going to talk about that scenario, but I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, no, about. the transgender movement on all of our <laughs> products that we hold dear and hey, close to our hearts. We have nothing against transgenders. Like, if, if you're if you transgender, I mean, you're coming to each their own. Right, and, and I, I, I give you praise for uh, saying fuck what everybody else thinks and doing what you feel is best. But... Um, that's yeah. a that's a societal drift in this nation right now. But, but that's a discussion for another time. It is. It is. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, we won't go too too in depth on that. In fact, this is probably the perfect place to wrap up here. And later tonight, we will definitely have another episode up, completely about music. And we hope the background music sounds good. I hope the sound is is better every time. That's what I strive to do. That's what we strive to do is be better at this every time. Okay. And we genuinely appreciate. This USFL discussion with you guys. I know Rush, Logan, you guys haven't really seen much of the USFL, and maybe you guys out there haven't either. But uh, genuinely, if you love football, love sports, I think you would love this league because it's serious. And if you don't know that much about the USFL, Trevor and Kane, these guys know a whole lot. So if you have any questions, you can always shoot us a DM. Seriously, or just listen to some of our prior episodes as well, and give us a follow so you get the notifications. We the views are going up and up every day. The more we post, we're trying to be consistent. So that's all we can do. And we hope that it sounds good every every time. And guys, I really appreciate you. Uh, just, I, I, Logan and Rush, I know you just sat through this genuinely. <laughs> but uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the ramblings about yeah, the USFL. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I hope you guys are excited for season two. I hope you guys yeah, are going to yeah, tune yeah, in. For sure. Um, but thank you again for uh, listening in t- to uh, this uh, USFL kind of season two preview and we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and hope you guys learned a little bit and hope you guys are going to check it out uh, it starts in eight days seven days almost now today is April 7th uh, starts April 14th is April kickoff 14th is kickoff yeah. and uh, it's a great first game with the Stars and the Memphis Showboats at 4.30pm in Simone's Bank Liberty Stadium in Memphis, Tennessee so if you guys are going to tune on tune in on that it's on Fox so Uh, Definitely check that out and uh, have a great rest of your evening. Take care.